Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Eric McMahon. The Michigan women's basketball team is dancing. So is the men's team. The hockey team is about to be. We've got all the brackets covered right here on Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, good to be with you here on Tuesday afternoon, March 15th. Given how last week's podcast started with me rambling on for just a long time, I'd love to just introduce, you know, the the women's basketball draw here, but I, I just can't. I can't in good conscience do that. I, I got to toss it to someone else to, to start this one off. So, Zook, tell me, tell me about the Michigan women as a three seed facing 14 seed American. Well, Andrew, what would you like to know? What did you think of the draw overall? I mean, they they get home court advantage. Uh, they get a three seed. Um, you know, their pod, their region. Yeah, you were you were on that Zoom with me afterwards with Kim Barnes Orico. Yeah, no, I mean, I, it seems like a, a pretty good draw. I definitely think they have a really good shot at beating American, the the Patriot League champions. Yeah, they don't score a lot of points and they don't give up a lot of points and. Obviously, their their schedule is not as tough as, as Miss Michigan, so I, I really don't think the Wolverines will have much issue at all in this uh, in this opening game. I mean, Americans' leading scorer is is averaging twelve point eight points, and they only have two two players averaging in double figures. So, yeah, I, I think Michigan will will win big here in this opener. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I I I I do think they'll you know. This is- 13, 14, 3, 14 matchup. You know, you, you certainly expect it to go the way of the three seed, especially at home. You know, an American, like they weren't some juggernaut in their conference either. They, they did not win the regular season title. Like they were a game behind Holy Cross. Um, you know, they did did win, of course, the, the conference tournament to get the automatic bid. You know, 13 and five in the conference, 23 and eight overall. They do have a common opponent with Michigan. You know, they, they both played Minnesota. You know, American lost at Minnesota 73-56 in November. Michigan beat Minnesota at home 73-61 in December. So kind of flipped those scores around. But again, it was a while ago. Uh, you know, one's at home, one's on the road. I don't know what you want to take from that. But at least on that night, uh, American was not ready to handle the uh, you know, mediocre Big Ten team. Uh, so we'll, we'll see, you know, how it how it goes for them against against Michigan in Ann Arbor. But, you know, as you said, they get the home court. That That's huge. We've been talking about that on this podcast for a long time. Expected it to happen, and now it did. And we'll see. I mean, I'm, I've been hearing, like, different things about tickets, but expect it to be a pretty good crowd there. 14-0 at home this year. So, obviously, uh, uh, an impressive streak going this year and um, could, could host two games this this coming week. So, yeah, I mean, if, if they make it 16-0, they'll be heading to the Sweet 16 for a second straight season. And that's, I think, key in this situation where, you know, the men's NCAA tournament are all at neutral sites. Obviously, some schools have more more of a home court advantage than others just based on the number of fans they can kind of attract. In this case, it's literally in your own gym. So Michigan's familiar with the hoops. They're familiar with the, the situation. They get to wake up in their own beds. They kind of go through their own, um, you know, their own you know daily routine. So that certainly, I think, benefits Michigan these these first two games. Absolutely. So that game is at on Saturday at uh, tentatively for three thirty um, because it is the second game uh, at Chrysler that day. Uh, you know, Ryan talked about getting the sixteen and zero to move to the Sweet Sixteen. That would take not just beating American, but take beating the BYU Villanova winner. BYU being the six seed, Villanova the eleven. That game will tip at one o'clock. So um, that's why you know it's a tentative three thirty start for for Michigan on Saturday. Uh, I was looking. I mean, uh, I'm not I'm not guaranteeing BYU is going to beat Villanova, but 
um, you know, they, they are the better seed there and they're, they're impressive. Um, like that team was trending towards potentially, you know, hosting a game them themselves here hosting in the NCAA tournament, um, you know, lost, um, a, a conference game somewhat late in the year, early February, and then did lose in their, uh, conference championship to Gonzaga. Um, that probably is what is what cost them, but just 26, but 26 and three overall beat Florida state, uh, which is, you know, snuck into the NCAA tournament, beat West Virginia, which was ranked at the time, but, but didn't make it when all was said and done, you know, took Oklahoma. Uh, I think they're, they're a four seed, I think, um, you know, to overtime, uh, in Norman, like this team, this team is good. Um, and you know, they, they can score. So, uh, that that will not be you know a gimme game if that's who Michigan ends up playing the Cougars and the Wolverines. Um, we'll we'll see, but yeah, beyond that, you know the draw as Kim Barnsrico said, a lot of familiar faces in there. Like the one seed is Louisville, a team that Michigan has played just repeatedly in recent years, including this year. Just got kind of smacked uh, at Louisville. Um, Baylor's the two seed, who you know they played. In last year's NCAA tournament, and again earlier this year, uh, even Tennessee up there as, as the four, um, you know, a team that they, they they beat last year to to get to the Sweet 16. So I I don't know. I mean, I, I think Louisville's a bad matchup for Michigan because of the way they press and, and force turnovers. But like, all the one seeds are really good. So like the others <laughs> are bad. <laughs> yeah, the others are bad matchups just because they're really good. So like in a way, maybe that familiarity. Um, you know, makes you a little more comfortable if it comes to that. But again, that would not be till the elite eight. Like you worry about your own little pod um, and, and then, and then go from there. But yeah, if it ends up being, you know, BYU Baylor uh, you know, and, and yeah, potentially, you know, Louisville, then yeah, that's, that's a, that's a tough path, but you know, it's not, it's not easy to get to the final four unless you're, I don't know, the Michigan men in 2018 and you just start getting all these double digit seeds along the way but we'll see you just, that's the thing you just don't know how it's going to break in this thing so that's where they'll start and, and we'll see from there and we'll have we'll have plenty of coverage at mlive.com slash wolverines the men they got in you know didn't know if it was going to be dayton didn't know if it was going to be you know one of the last few teams in. didn't know it's going to be one of the last few teams out in the end they were by the seed list the last team to get a buy into the first round and given that I, you really couldn't ask for a, a better draw, to be honest. Um, they're favored. They're favored guys in this first game as an 11 seed. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was getting, I was, you know, once you saw Virginia Tech win the ACC, we talked about bid stealers last yep. week, and you yep. see, you saw Virginia Tech win the ACC. Mm-hmm. Then you saw Richmond beat uh, yeah, Davidson to win the yep. A10. Then you start, I'm starting to scratch my head here. I'm like, and, <laughs> is there a chance Michigan doesn't get in now? And right. but yet they they avoided the buy, they avoided the, the playing games, everything else, and and they're an eleven seed. Uh, when it comes to the the spread, you got to remember too that Michigan is a a a big brand. Right. I think many casual betters, whether it's in Las Vegas or whatever the case may be, this weekend look at that game. Michigan, Colorado State, I think just naturally a lot of people are going to be betting Michigan. So that might be why the line is, is shaded toward Michigan. I, I tend to think if you look at, you know, statistically and everything else, Colorado State may have the advantage. It's probably close to a toss up. Um, but between, you know, Michigan's high profile brand and the game being Indianapolis, which is, you know, as we all know, only a four hour drive, Michigan should have a decent contingent there of, of crowd. Uh, that's probably, that probably explains the, the two point spread. Sure. Yeah. Look at it this way: if if Michigan faced any of the other number six seeds, like either LSU, Texas, or Alabama, would would they be favored? Probably, probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think they would be over LSU, and I mean, I, I, 
the funny thing is this year, the six seeds are not particularly strong. I don't know. I, I might, I might disagree with that. Like, uh, um, you know, I heard Seth Greenberg on, on ESPN say he's taken all the 11 seeds in his bracket. Um, you know, Alabama is tricky because they've just had some really some good wins and you know, they beat Gonzaga, but like they've they've got some really bad losses too. You know, LSU doesn't have a coach and uh, they've had some struggles too. And I don't know, Texas. I'm not I'm not necessarily a a, a believer in that one, but we'll see. I mean, it will be um, intri- like Virginia Tech might be favored in that game. Honestly, I, I gotta I gotta double check that one. But I think they're. Um, yeah. Yeah, Virginia Tech's one and a half point underdogs. Okay, I gotcha. Um, but yeah, as far as like you know, KenPom.com, for example, like Ken Palm doesn't care about you know Michigan's brand. Uh, Michigan's thirty three and Colorado State's thirty one. So yeah, Colorado State very slight edge, um, but it kind of seems more like a toss up, kind of more like an eight nine game than a, than a six eleven um, in that regard. And the added factor, of course, is that Michigan is going back to Indianapolis, and therefore I am going back. To Indianapolis, have fun. Um, yeah, should have bought property there last March. But like, this is just surprising to me, given that again they're an 11 seed and they're the closest geographically of any of the other teams that are that are going there. But um, sometimes it just works out that way, and there, there's nothing really, uh, nothing really you can do about it. I'll, I'll get the full Kentucky experience. I've gotten the Kansas experience before in the NCAA tournament, but now I'm getting the Kentucky experience, which has kicked up another notch from what I've heard. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be interesting to see because they are, you know, that's the other pod group of four teams that is, that is playing there with, you know, Kentucky as the two seed. And then, you know, Murray state, San Francisco is uh, the seven ten matchup there. So I'm excited about that, but yeah, I don't know. Colorado state. Yes. I think, um, you know, Aaron kind of touched on it. Casual fan might just look at it mountain West dismiss them or whatever, but I don't know. David Roddy is, is the real deal, Ryan? You you thought I I thought you did an excellent job, kind of just doing a quick initial look at at them, and you know you made sure you noted him because uh, he is he is a star. I'm saying I saw Colorado State play a few weeks ago. I don't remember it was a Mountain West. I don't know if it was a title, the tournament game or what, but like he was the guy that kind of stuck out to me watching. He's this big athletic dude who isn't afraid to shoot from the perimeter, and he can still post you up and and rebound and and bang and down down low. So he's gonna be right. He's gonna be a lot to deal with. He's gonna be. Michigan's gonna have their hands full dealing with him. Let's let's put it that way. It'll it'll just be very, could be a football player. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just very interesting because yeah he's he's six six, um, but he has no problem going taking guys down low. But he you know he's he's shot ninety seven threes this year. He's you know forty five percent from deep. You know I, I actually just talked to uh, New Mexico head coach Richard Patino who was at you know Minnesota last year, so he knows Michigan a little bit and. You know, now he knows Colorado State very well, uh, so I'll have some have a story on that coming. But you know, he, he kind of compared him to Isaiah Livers, but with just more of a post game, which is that's kind of scary offensively. Now, uh, is this just going to be a tale? This is just going to be a classic kind of matchup between how, as far as Michigan has a seven foot one center in Hunter Dickinson, who doesn't really like to be around the perimeter, especially defensively, and then Colorado State has this guy David Roddy, where they have a, more of a traditional center, but their best lineup is when when he's their small ball five. So it'll be an interesting kind of cat, cat and mouse game between Juwan Howard and Nico Medved, who uh, did bring his Furman team to Chrysler in the 2016-17 season. I was there. remember him talking about how he's like a beeline, not disciple, but um, he's certainly someone who followed beelines. You know, career and 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 Patino told me yes, he's, there's some there's some similarities there with the offense. So yeah, I mean, well, Michigan goes on to try to you know avoid putting Dickinson in tough spots defensively. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to start trading twos for threes um, if you're Michigan, but you can't. You're not going to just not play Dickinson 
um, you know, for long stretches because of this, these matchups. So it, it, it will be, uh, it will be interesting to see again. I think, I think Medved's a really good coach, but I'm never going to give someone just an automatic advantage over Jawan Howard. Like forget, I know what happened in the big 10 tournament this year, but like the guy was the national coach of the year last year. Um, you know, they went through the NCAA tournament, you know, got to the elite eight, just, just couldn't score in that final game against UCLA. But like, they played the LSU team that had a lot of offensive firepower in Michigan, just kind of owned that matchup from a, from a coaching standpoint, um, you know, dominated Florida state as well. So yeah, it should be, it should be fun. And yeah, if they do get by them, then, you know, as Aaron mentioned to be probably Tennessee, they play, uh, they play Longwood, the 14, but um, that that's where it gets tougher because Tennessee, you can talk about the seating and the location and stuff like that. Like Tennessee, a lot of people thought they should have been maybe a two, you know, and they're, they're close enough to Indy to have some fan presence there. So that's where it gets tough. And I don't know, I guess that's where it, that's how Michigan's been though. Right. Win loss, win loss, win loss. So the trend would be to beat Colorado state and then lose to Tennessee. But I don't know. This is, this is what makes this, uh, you know, these brackets so fun. Someone in this, in, on this podcast might have Tennessee going all the way to the national championship this year. Okay. So I waited long enough. I, and I actually probably would have forgot. But now you have brought it upon yourself. Ryan, I have to know who you have as, I mean, I want your final four and I definitely want your national champion because um, someone on this podcast might have also lost their national champion in the first round last year. Oh, person. did they? Re- I, I feel like I was the only one getting all <laughs> getting hassled about it. But if, if someone else had it too, like that's awesome. That's good to know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no one else. Same guy. Oh, oh, so all right, man. That's unfortunate. Well, yes, I did have Texas winning it all last year, so naturally I have Virginia Tech winning first the first round matchup this year to maybe get some revenge. But yeah, and I, I filled out two brackets so far, and, and my my main one for for M Live, I have Kentucky over Tennessee in the national wow, championship, all SEC national championships, yes. and I also have Iowa and Gonzaga. Wow, yeah. Ooh, Iowa. Yeah, they're hot, man. I mean, they have looked really strong here, looked really good in the Big Ten tournament, and I'm a big guy, a believer in in peaking at the right time, and I think Tennessee and, and Iowa are both doing that. No, I agree. I got them going to the Elite Eight myself. Um, they are playing hot, and I think I have Virginia Tech winning two games too, actually. Hmm. I don't know. You don't want to these, – these conference tournaments do usually not – indicator exactly of how the team will do but there's still something to be said of course for playing well now who you got aaron then in the final four championship i kind of went chalk i got gonzaga over arizona in the championship uh kentucky auburn in the final four all right nothing wrong with that i mean it's the most fun time of year for me so i love it we'll see um are, are yes. you not trying to share yours or have you not sure yeah i've got i've got gonzaga purdue arizona oh. In Kansas, and then Arizona over Gonzaga, which would be crazy. I mean, Tommy Lloyd, Arizona coach, he's in his first year, and of course, he was a longtime assistant under Mark Few at Gonzaga. So, you know, Gonzaga can't win a national championship, and now they're, you know, his, his protege goes and wins it in his first year over him. That would be kind of insane. But I'm a little nervous about Kerr Crease's ankle, but you know, if he can come back, I, I think they're good in the first weekend, regardless. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. But um, you know, it's you just like a, it. What's the the biggest upset you guys have in the first round? Uh, By by seed? Yes. I've got a 13. I've got Vermont over Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, I I think probably 12 for me. I don't think I took any 13 or 14s. I've got a 14 over a 3. 
uh, Colgate. Yes. Colgate? Don't tell Colgate me. Colgate over Westcott. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin, the way they play, they're always, they put, they put themselves at risk of, of an upset and, and Colgate's um, a strong, a strong 14 for sure. But yeah, so, so we'll see. I don't know. I think Johnny Davis alone can get him that one. It's funny. I, I wouldn't have thought I would have had necessarily Wisconsin in the sweet 16. You, kind of funny. You think of these teams, okay, I'm going to have them going this far. And then you see the bracket and you're like, well, I can't right. Duke, Duke. And then Wisconsin I was like, I can't not pick them to get there. Cause right. just who I, who I have them playing, but uh, the LSU Iowa State matchup isn't. I mean, yeah, I mean Wisconsin should be either one of those teams too. Right? But like, if there's a different six eleven matchup, maybe not. Like, so it's uh, absolutely yeah. No, I I hear you. That's how it goes. Sometimes you get these little pods where you don't like any of the teams, or you like them <laughs> all, or whatever. But yeah, try to figure it out. But uh, I don't know. I have Murray Murray State over Kentucky too, which is definitely a a heart pick, not a head pick. But um, we'll we'll see. Um, that would be. Hope that, that does be, not happen, Andrew, because that would not be good for my bracket. Yeah, well, no. I mean, hearing who your national championship sh- champion was certainly made me feel better about the pick. I mean, who knows? Maybe Murray will end up playing St. Peter's for all we know. <laughs> um, I didn't mean to, you know, rub it in before, but I guess I, I kind of did, and I didn't mean to confuse you. Yes, I was talking about you. You are the one who had lost your national champion. Hey, it happened to me one year. It happened to me one year too with Kansas back in oh six or seven or five and one year they, they lost in the first round as a, as a three seed. I think it was, and I had them winning it all. So the old six Xer, as they call it on your bracket sheet, it's, it's devastating to do. I'll um, knock you out of your pool. Yes, of course. New, new coach for Texas uh, this year, Zook, but you're still going to uh, going against them. Did you take Marquette with Shaka smart or North Carolina? That's, that's what I want to know. I went North Carolina. Oh, okay, so there you go. So really, really turning on everything and everyone who had anything to do with that <laughs> Texas uh, program last season. I, I like it. I like it. I, say, I, I was so confident. I'm like, man, this is going to be a good pick. Nice little, little bit of under under the radar pick, but uh, st- yeah. And Sounds great until it blows well. up in your face. Yes, it yeah, was damn. quite depressing. There you go. The hockey team, they beat Notre Dame. Um, they're on to the Big Ten championship against Minnesota at Minnesota. When is that? At 8 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday night. So okay. after you get done watching the women's game, <laughs> tune in to, to the, the hockey game and, and see if they can win their first Big Ten tournament title since 2016. So if the men, men's basketball team wins on Thursday, they're playing Saturday. Okay. You got the women we already know are playing Saturday. And we've got hockey on Saturday, and and I mean the times could be, uh, could work out uh, to spread this whole thing out because you said hockey's at night, women are at three thirty, and you know men are playing on on the first game of the tournament on on Thursday, so you'd think they they kind of filter into an earlier tip Saturday potentially too. It doesn't always work like that, but and you'd wonder if they try to try to accommodate that these other teams are playing for Michigan, but. Uh, wouldn't bet on that, but it could, it could work out that you get kind of, you know, one o'clock uh, or, you know, noon, one o'clock, three thirty, 30 midday. And then, and then night, that would be one heck of a sports day. MLive.com will be all on, on top of it all. Yes. Yes, we will be. And it will it, be a good matchup hockey wise. I mean, two top four teams going for a, for a big 10 title, two teams, very similar, both very talented, loaded with draft picks. 
they split the regular season series. So it's, this is, this will be a, a good tune up for both teams too, heading into the NCAA tournament. And for Michigan at this point, I would have to think they have wrapped up a, a number one seed already. This what no matter what happens on, on Saturday, but yeah, of course, if, if they win, they, they can maybe even lock down the number one overall seed uh, when, when the tournament, when the field is announced on Sunday. We, uh, we gave our kind of overall picks and some other upsets, but we didn't discuss the men or the women on uh, for, for where we had them going. Now, I don't know if this is like a college game day type thing where they, you know, they tell Kirk Herbstreet not to pick the game because he's calling it or something like he's going to influence it. I mean, I always tell our listeners, listen to our information, not our picks. OK, my bracket's always terrible, but I, I don't think it hurts to say where we have Michigan going, where you guys got them winning. What? I got them winning one, then losing. How about you guys? Same. I got them beating Colorado State, losing to uh, to Tennessee. <laughs> I have a lame answer. I turned turn Michigan winning in one of my brackets and losing in the other. So oh, God, he's <laughs> one of those guys with the multiple brackets. Uh, I mean, just I th- I might do a third to jump in uh, in your personal one there, Andrew. Un- unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, and then and then on the women's side, again, I I, I think that BYU's game is going to be tough, but I like them. You know, I like them to advance, and it's it's Wichita. We should say that they'd be going to Wichita, Kansas, uh, the same the same arena where Jordan Poole hit that buzzer beater to beat beat Houston. That's where Michigan would go if they if you know if they can advance, and uh, you know potentially you know playing Baylor again, a team a team they beat. So I I don't know, like I I see them like in what I filled out. I had them going to the Elite Eight and then, and then losing to Louisville just because I do think that's a tough matchup, and and part of it's just a little I don't know. I do get sometimes. I just more confident that Louisville will will even get there. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think this team like can absolutely make you know break through and, and get to the final four. It's not it's not crazy at, by any stretch, but it would you know would probably take uh, you know an upset or two. Yeah, if they didn't struggle down the stretch stretch a little bit, I probably yeah. would be more inclined to to have them going a little bit farther. But I do think they survive the opening week mm-hmm. weekend and and probably lose to to Baylor there. Um, in, in the Sweet 16, I, it, it's a tough matchup. Yeah, they beat them earlier in the year, but yeah. I think Baylor's playing better at this point in the year. Uh, Nolissa Smith is is one of the best players in the country, right? So that she would be a, a handful for the Wolverines to handle. So it, I'm sure it would be a good game, but I think it would be tough for them to to beat them twice in the same season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Again, this is what what makes it so fun. Um, nobody knows anything uh, and so many games going on at one time, but especially exciting time uh, for Michigan, given all the teams that are, that are, are, you know, competing for championships here. So again, we'll have it all covered on mlive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.